Are you pondering what I'm pondering? All systems are functional. I'm not crazy, Malin. I've just been in a very bad mood for 40 years. Who are those guys? Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. This town needs an enema. Okay, so I, I had to take my phone to the Apple store at the mall to get it fixed. It had some water damage. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> it may have been my fault. I was in the bathtub or whatever, and I really wanted to check my phone, and I got some little smudge on it. It was in inside the phone. I didn't know what to do. I, of course, freak out because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to get a new phone. Or right. I'm going to have to get like the screen repair, which is like 200 bucks or whatever. So I took it to the store. And um, they gave me a new phone. I guess it was still under warranty, which was like the – it was in and out. very easy. And the little guy that helped me, um, he's like this younger kid. He was super, super nice. Now, wait. Before you go any further, uh-huh. now, what do they – because I don't have an Apple. Okay. I don't have an iPhone. I have an Android. Yeah. What do they call the Apple Oh, that's attendance? right. They're, um, they're, they're called geniuses. Oh, <laughs> It's <laughs> – Geniuses. That's what I'm saying. Apple, okay, God bless all you guys, but they're so pretentious. But see, that's but see, I think I think the complete opposite. I think that I just love that it's it's all streamlined when you go in there. Yeah. Like people talk to you immediately, but they don't harass you. Mm. Um, everyone in there was super nice. And this guy was like really super super nice. Okay. And, and like it could have been. I just feel like that any other situation like that, it could have been such a hassle. And I was anticipating such a hassle. A couple of days later, I'm on the old scruff. Yeah. For. <laughs> If, if you don't know what Scruff is, it's an app. You, you put it on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's like a GPS for for gay men to meet other gay men for, for tea or coffee or conversation. Conversation, yeah. You know, wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. So this this kid hits me up on um, Scruff, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, how are you? I think I recognize you. Were you in the Apple Store? I was. I recognize you. You were my genius. <laughs> so just like." I get a, like, full-on, like, naked picture. Oh, my God. Just, we Bam. don't even get past, like, hi, hello, you know, really. I mean, and then he just sent me a naked picture. And I'm looking at this kid's naked body, and I'm like thinking... Full, like, full body. Yeah, just full body, full body naked picture. And then, oh like, God. you know, like, what do you do? That's what I'm saying. Like, where do you go from there? Because, where do you go from there? Well, I had a similar thing happen to me recently. I met this guy at a coffee shop here in downtown Raleigh. Really cute guy. We exchanged numbers and whatnot. Um, we're around the same age. And, um, old. Oh, please. You gotta live your days, not count your years. Um, but no, we exchanged numbers and we were texting casually. Just basically saying, hey, what's up, how are you doing? Because we were trying to figure out a time that we could, you know, meet and hang out or whatever. Yeah. So one morning on my way to work, he texts me, good morning. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Good morning. Oh, I like that. The next text I get is a picture of his asshole. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Good wow. morning. Like, you know, I mean, we haven't even had coffee. Well, we sort of had, but I mean, now I'm looking at your innards, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I was like, but the thing is like... I didn't need to see your chitlins. <laughs> no, I am. But, um... No, look, you were so you were talking to a dude. Yeah. And, and you, it was a otherwise wholesome conversation. Absolutely. And this was, was not on a gay app. You were texting him. On my phone. You my personal him, phone. You, you met him out in public. My or personal person, Android. And he just sent you a picture of his asshole. His asshole. And I'm like, you know, there was no... 
precursor. We weren't even talking about anything sexual. It was just a really casual conversation. That's crazy. So, well, my question is: Is that what dating has led to now? We've asked ourselves this question. Oh, we already talked about this. I think this is. We've had this conversation. Who are you? Oh. Where am I? <laughs> we've we've um we've had this conversation multiple times, and okay. and and, it, and and I still I do not have an answer. You know, I do not have an answer. And like like the thing that was happening to me, I thought, well. I met my person in person, in person, which yeah. never happens. Never. And then you know we're just having a conversation, and wham, bam, he's like naked, and like it's, it's like like I, you know like I don't even know like my like my mom and dad like when did she see my dad naked? You know, <laughs> like after marriage, like and I'm not saying right. that I'm, I'm not a prude, not at all, not and at I, all. and I and I'm not saying that I that I'm not sexual. I like being yeah. sexual, and, I like and fellas, please flirting. <laughs> Any ass pics I can get, please send them my way. I'm not a prude. I don't, you know, I love ass pics. But oh, can we please talk at least? Can I know who you are before that is? You know it just, I, mean? so. I don't know. It, it, it's a little, It's. A, I feel like it was embarrassing for him because it's like, what What do you, I, and I don't even know if I said anything back except right. was, I think I might have said, was that on purpose? You know? <laughs> Like, did you mean to do that? Or is, you know... Like, he probably did feel embarrassed after that exchange. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, apparently that works for him. Or yeah. it's worked for people in the past that, you know, you immediately send a nude or graphic picture of yourself. I mean, and that, that builds Yeah, something? but that's my question. Has it? I mean, he's single. Well, So, does true. that shit kind of work? True. Does that shit work? I don't know. I just yeah. think that... This is, it's, dating is weird in the 21st century. We all have yep. these, these devices and we're all taking pictures of our parts and body we're parts. just yeah. sending them out to people. And I'm like, you know, it, I love the human body. I think the human body beautiful. is beautiful, yeah. but I want my own time and chance to explore that without you just sending me a fucking yeah. picture of your dick or your asshole or whatever, right. you know, like I don't mind a little side boob, <laughs> you know, but otherwise, okay. So we've been off the air for a while. A while. Um, a while. Yeah, I was excited to talk about the Oscars. That was like last you year. You will not let the Oscars I wanted to go, talk about man. the Oscars. It was going to be such a week. Dude, we did a whole we did. segment, we did. Uh, almost a whole episode leading up to the Oscars because Chris Rock was going to. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I yeah. you know, I had my whole spiel. You mm-hmm. know, there was no black people nominated. It was a whole thing. And then, you know, it's like a, it's like a cliffhanger that we never followed up on. So um, maybe we'll talk about that in a We've bit. We've got to. Yeah, We've got to. Definitely. We've got to talk about the Oscars. Um, did you watch them? I finally got a chance to watch them. I didn't Thank watch them. God. I know. because you I gave like, you three months. You were so like, that is your homework. George, that's your only job is to watch the Oscars. I watched them, and um, I mean, I liked them. I mean, okay. I liked Chris Rock. Um, there were some parts I was like, eh. I felt like he was kind of, you know, pandering a little bit to what was expected. But for the most part, overall, I thought he did a great job. I do. I want to say this. The, the one part that I loved, which is apparently a, the part that most black people thought was super offensive, is when he took the Oscar to Compton. To Compton, right, right, right. And then come to find out that he didn't even go to Compton. That was a that was a backdrop. There's not a theater in Compton. <laughs> I didn't know that. So that was a whole bit. That was a oh. that was a backdrop. And then he found people. I mean, the people were real. They weren't actors, right? But um, and then I, I was hearing talk about the last lady who was basically the most stereotypical black lady that he could have found right. to talk about movies that she had seen and and Oscars and shit. And yeah, so I, that then rewatching that, I'm like, that was a little uncomfortable. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, but it's it is it's the Oscars are done. Yeah, they're done. But I mean, you know, we have to wait until next year to figure out, you know, 
if we're going to get nominated this year or not. But we'll see. We as in... We as in black people. Well, and but, not just black people. But I think that's exact, the thing, too. It's exactly. Not, it was not... This was not just... I mean, that's what I realized watching it. This was not... This was about people, any people of color. Of color and people, you know... And Sam Smith... And I'm sorry, Sam Smith. Yes, you were I'm not... I'm so glad I was going to say that You were not the first LGBT person to win a fucking Oscar. Chrissy Teigen face. Idiot. <laughs> oh, Chris... Thank, and thank God for Chrissy Teigen. Thank God for Chrissy Teigen. When um, Miss... What's her name? I already forgot. Stacey Dash walked out on stage, which oh, was a failed God. bit completely. It was, it was so, so awkward. felt so It was flat. so awkward. Because you had to know exactly what, what she was did. going on, what she did. First of all, who she is. Who she even is. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was in Clueless. We all know that. But um, yes. but yeah, the, the Chrissy Teigen face when she walked out on the stage was priceless. <laughs> and then and then Chris Rock, you know, brought out the three little Asian kids and, and made and a joke, made about, a joke they, about that. They, they were like the accountants and they made people's <laughs> phones. So it's like, okay, so you're They're making... geniuses. So you're making... Oh. No, no, no. No, I meant the Apple, the Apple are, thing, the just, Apple thing. Oh Gee, okay, so you're gonna get us kicked off the air, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we are the air. We, are. Uh, we can't, we can't kick ourselves off. Um, so a, a lot of it fell flat. A lot of it I liked, and then yeah. and then I felt weird about liking once I figured out like why I was laughing. Right, right, right. Um, and I swear to God, if he zoned in on Kevin Hart one more, Kevin Hart was like, I'm here, I'm black, I love the Oscars. I love them. People should love the Oscars. Oh, so anyway, so uh, but you, the reason that we took so long coming back right. um, is because you were in a play. I was in a play. They you were just, doing some local theater. Some local theater, some local thespian work yep. um, that just finished our last show um, actually yesterday and it was uh, Athol Fugard's Master Harold and the Boys. Okay. And, um, tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about it. Well, it's about this uh, these two black waiters, okay. um, servants, who are in South Africa um, and they basically help raise this young white guy that um, they both work mm-hmm. for uh, his parents. Okay. Because the parents are either never, never home or they work really late yeah. and they basically try to raise him to not be prejudiced and not be racist, yeah. but not to give the story away. Um, that's what ends up happening toward the end, and it's basically trying to you know nurture this life and kind of make him you know not see race or hate. But in the end, it kind of backfires on all parties involved. And um, well, I saw it, and I think Johnny you, saw it. You did. Um Yes, you, I think that you did a fantastic job. Oh, I think everyone well. involved did a fantastic job. Thank you. Um, and so how did so how did that come about? Did you you just like, auditioned and then audition? Um, well, I mean, um, the director Jesse Gephardt. Like, what's it like that life? It, like, tell- <laughs> it's a dog's life. No, um, but no, Jesse Gephardt, who directed it, um, kind of like approached me like a year or so ago because he was thinking about doing it. Okay, and he told me to definitely audition, but then it was kind of put on the back burner because I think the lead. Um, the 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 white the the white character Ben Pluska the, the actor who plays him who did, was, also did a great job did an amazing job yeah. um was not available so he okay. really wanted to kind of wait for him to um be able to do the part so then when all those um when he was available you know I auditioned for it and uh, another actor that uh, worked with it, Gil Faison. who was incredible he was awesome he played Sam yeah and um it was just a really good experience and man. you guys I mean, got really good reviews we did we got pretty good reviews and it was well received and people you know laugh and they cried so it was uh it was definitely do definitely you read, really do you read the reviews no I don't read them of course I read the reviews I've got one right here you want to hear it no I'm joking but um, well when we were it's funny because when we were when my friend um, Joyce and I hi Joyce Hey, she, she doesn't listen to this. She's kind of, she, has no <laughs> idea. she doesn't even know if we even do this. Um, when we when we were sitting there, 
She, in the middle of it, of course, nudged me between sips of her beer and said, those people are writing something. Now, mind you, <laughs> in this theater, literally there is maybe five inches right, between it's, it's theater in me, the, the audience, right, and right. you. Mm-hmm. It's a theater in the round. So we're like right there. And I'm just like, I can't say shut the fuck up, Joyce. <laughs> but they were. They, I guess they were uh, writing in taking oh, notes, yeah. which I've never seen. Right. Well, I mean, I think they, they came that, I wish they hadn't, but they came that first week um, to review the show because they want to get their reviews in before the second week. And Got so it. a lot of reviewers were there that first week. And they were they were very nice. They were very nice to us. So yeah. it was that's, that's just uh, that whole thing is fascinating, yeah. and I, I I thought the theater. So everything I do have a question though. So everything um, in uh, for the stage, you guys put there specifically for that show. Yes, like from the there was a jukebox, there was a jukebox, was a bar, a tile. Floors. The t- I was going to say the tile floors yeah. too. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's just for that production, and I think some things they're going to use for the next production they're going to have, but. Yeah. Um, all of that was basically meant for um, our show. So, and you yeah. did, and you did the accent very well too. I want to say I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to ask you. To. <laughs> but thank you though. Thank and you. I'm not going to ask you to sing in the accent. But you do that as Which well. Is very tough. I, 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 I would just think about it. Maybe you can do it at the end of the podcast. But I would like we'll for see. you to say. In the accent, my favorite line from the show, which is, and I'm not going to do it in the accent, but um, Hilda Samuels is a bitch. There we go. Um, because you're you're talking about your dance I'm, partner. I'm and, talking and, about the dance partner who I'm very abusive to. Yeah. Um, because my character um, he, has a bit of a violence problem, <laughs> which is so not me in a way. Not I, mean, at I couldn't all. Yeah, fucking yeah. hurt a fly. But um, but yeah, so I'll definitely think about doing that. Unless yeah. that fly really pissed you if off. If it really pissed me off, right? Or didn't respond to my grinder <laughs> text or whatever. Hi guys. Um, <laughs> all right. So, what else has been happening? Um, I know you want to talk a little bit. You want to jump in and just talk a little bit about um, some fresh squeezed lemonade. <laughs> we dude, ha- oh God, we, we have, have to, to talk about this. But the thing is, dude, I I really honestly can't even talk that much about it because my mind is still trying to process everything that I saw. I just saw Beyonce's visual album Lemonade last night. It dropped on Saturday. Yeah. And I mean, dude, it's amazing. I mean, I think this is probably. Probably her best work, you know yeah. what I mean? And it just hit on she so many levels. She just keeps getting levels. better and better. Apparently. She does. I yeah. mean, she's and it's great to see that she's so personal with this, and she's really kind of growing into her own as a woman, as an artist, and it's just really great to see that growth. And um, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely a treat. I'm sure everyone listening to this that would have any yes. interest in this podcast is listening. Has, yeah, yeah. has has seen that. Now, here's the thing, too. Now, I'm going to touch on this very lightly. Now, in the some of the lyrics in the album really suggest that Jay-Z was, you know, had some infidelity issues and yeah. things like that. And there was a, you know, even a rumor that, you know, one of the people that he um, cheated with was this designer named Rachel Roy. And a lot of people came for her on Instagram and Facebook, you know, putting up the uh, lemonades or, you know, lemons or bees or things like that. And didn't they think that she was talking about Rachel Ray? Yes, they thought she was talking about Rachel Ray. And Rachel Ray's like, I'm just here making my falafel and, you know, my EVO and, you know. Yeah, all these people in the quote-unquote beehive started putting, like, bees and squeezed lemons on, like, um, okay. Rachel right. Ray's. Now, wait a minute. The beehive? Beehive. Well, it's pronounced beehive, like Beyonce, but it's B-E-Y-H-I-V-E. Oh, sweet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. Well, they all got to have fans, don't, don't get on, they? Don't get on the bad side, dude. What would your fans be called? Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of something. I the- thought of something really dirty. I'm not going to say, <laughs> say it. it. No, 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 no. Oh, please say um, it. Okay, just, you can tell me during the break. I'll tell you during the break. <laughs> um, what about you, Bob? What would be your fans? Um, I... <laughs> 
I don't know. I have no idea. The, the first Why'd thing, you ask the question? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I wasn't prepared with an answer. I know that you hate this name, but people have referred to you as Johnny Trauma. Yeah. I would call you, your fans, the Traumatics. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you should see his face. He fucking hates it. I hate that name. Oh, I hate my God. That name. People still call me by that. I don't, it's not even like it was a DJ name that I used. It wasn't a DJ name? It was a DJ oh, name. Oh, it was a DJ yeah, name. Okay. Johnny Trauma. Oh. And it, I got named... By a very successful local musician, and he just looked at me one night. And we were on a porch, and he goes, "Johnny Trauma, that's your <laughs> that's your DJ name." And then for some reason, it just stuck. It stuck. It just it stuck hard. Before I knew your last name, I thought it was trauma. like like dog shit that you can't peel off the bottom of your shoe <laughs> with a, like a butcher knife. Oh my so god! So it's haunted me for years. Yeah, and then I've had people call me Johnny Drama. Because inevitably, oh, that, I, gonna, I, see, I like trauma better than drama, though. Well, yeah, drama's an insult. Yeah. <laughs> trauma's rock and roll. Yeah. Anyway, um, you, you have get, to take the name back and say, you know what? They want to make this positive. <laughs> the last time I DJ had a breakdown and hit underneath the DJ booth, I was there, and so I don't think I'll be doing any DJing for, I, I for quite some time, dude. I think you should do it again because you have the best taste in music, man. So well, I think you should do it. You're right. Um... <laughs> So modest. So, did you ever have a nickname? You know what? I, and that's the thing. I don't know how I feel about nicknames. Now, I will say that my I people call me Johnny, mm-hmm. but my my name is Jonathan. Right. But and the reason my nickname came about is because I was working in a place where <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the business thought that my name had too many syllables in it. Okay. So when I would answer the phone, I would say, "Hello, this is." Blah, blah, blah. I'm Jonathan. Right. Well, she thought that took too long. Hmm. So she wanted me to say John. But John isn't my name. No, 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 no. And I said, well, I'll meet you halfway. In the- and I'll say Johnny. Compromise. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. You know, it's quick. So, um, and then for some reason, it just stuck. It's my dad's name, and it was my my um, my grandfather's name. So Jonathan is your father and your grandfather's name. No, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny okay, gotcha. is my dad's name and my grandfather's name. So I thought, well, if you're going to if I'm going to have a nickname, why not? Why not Johnny? Okay. You know, and there's still people that call me call me um Jonathan. My family nickname because my name is George James, so they call me GJ. So like my mom and my brother GJ. and my like dad, that. but it's such a tongue twister though. My dad calls me that, but my friends call me Gigi. Like my friends Brent and Stan. What up, guys? They call me Gigi. And, you know, you've called me Gigi yeah. before, too. So, yeah. I like that. I could, yeah, Gigi, Gigi, Gigi. But I like G.G. I don't like Gigi. I'm not calling you G.G. G. Well, I mean, no, no. I mean, I don't like, I mean, I like, they, G.G., like G.I.G.I. I don't like that. But G.G. I'm just like seeing G's. I'm seeing G's everywhere. It's making me nauseous. We're G's. My grandmother yeah. used to call me John Boy. Ah. John Boy. <laughs> Yeah, say that in a really high-pitched, nasally southern act. John Boy! Like when I would get like out in the woods too far, and she'd be like, John Boy! Out in the woods? Oh, it's like... Yeah, because you're from Johnson County. Well, and then... Okay, then I'll stop. We'll stop with the name shit after this. But I, we were working in a restaurant. We worked in a restaurant together, and on one of my tickets one time, because they had used John Boy as my name. Well, on the ticket, it's at the top, it said John Boy. Right. Because that was my your server's name. Yeah. Well, someone thought that... That that was an item that they had ordered, and they told me that they did they, they didn't have the John Boy, and I said I'm the John. Boy. I'm the John Boy. And yes, you did, and I'm always available. Um, not I'm always. so sorry. That was really God, bitchy. You were. I've had too much coffee, oh, dude. Are, I'm so sorry. That's tea. And oh, yes, yeah. you have. Okay. Um. All right. So let's take a quick break. Maybe play some some tunes. Um. Maybe play, play some Prince. Maybe. Oh yeah, Prince died. <laughs> oh God. I heard. 
like, that was the driest B. Arthur delivery I, I heard. Already forgot. And Did you really forget? No, well, I mean... So much has been going on. All this lemonade everybody's I, well, yeah. fucking talking about. Because yeah. that's lemonade. the way the internet works. It's like, they are all over something for a day. Yeah. And everybody's so fucking upset about Prince. And the next thing you know, New Game of Thrones, Beyonce drops an album. Yeah. Prince, who? I know. You know? I know. It's, that's, and it's just not... And the, then, it, it, we were just talking about that when it happened. Because you're actually the first person that told me about it. And I'm like, you know, China died that day too. The wrestler <laughs> she China. Died, she died the day before. Oh, it was the day before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, get well, right, George. It, it, well, it, I didn't really notice it until I went on Facebook oh, and said Jesus that she died. I know, I know. Yeah, she died. The, she died the day before China died. Okay. And, um, yeah. and I mean, but you but, can't. But it's not. We're not. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. But I mean, it completely wiped her off the obituary. It is a competition if you're grieving on Facebook, though, <laughs> because Facebook is like who can out grieve each other. It, and I, I had this whole thing when Davy, Davy, absolutely, when David Bowie died, and I tried to explain. You know, I'm not trying to be grief police, but. We didn't actually know the man, and the music lives on. Absolutely, and 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 just put everything, give it some perspective, and say I have a great memory of you know Prince or the first time I heard Prince, but um, but you should be feeling sympathy for his family mm-hmm. for for having lost him, right? And yes. be excited that the man has written like three billion songs that hopefully will get released. That haven't even been released haven't even yet. Been released yet? He was there was a point in his career where he was literally recording and mastering a song a day. That's an artist, right? You there. know, yeah. I mean, and as a writer, I'm just like, holy shit! Yeah, I can't even convince myself to get out of bed before noon <laughs> to put pen to paper. To make something out of myself. Right, right. You know what I mean? Just, just it's that, it's that, mind-boggling, The dude. fact that he did that and that's out there somewhere, it, I'm getting goosebumps right now because it's just like, yeah. I would love to hear that. So, um, uh, yeah, what's your favorite Prince song? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. Um, I want to ask you, I'll prepare, I'll prepare you. I want to ask you what your favorite Prince song was mm-hmm. and um, what your like first kind of memory of being introduced to him was. Okay. My favorite Prince, well, I'm going to go one bit further. Yeah, you My can favorite have, you can have Prince album uh-huh. is the Dirty Mind album. I love that album. Okay. My favorite Prince song is Sometimes It Snows in April. I love that song. Nice. And my first memory, I think we kind of talked about this, we kind of share it. Because the first time I was ever really aware of him was during the whole first Batman. When the soundtrack and the video for the Bat Dance, that's what it was called. Absolutely. And I was like, who is this guy? So that's when I kind of was aware of him and kind of went back into the catalog and said, oh, this guy's fucking awesome. Because when Tim, Tim Burton was apparently a really big Prince fan yeah. and used his popularity to say, all right, well, we're going to make this movie called Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton's going to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And then Prince is going to do the soundtrack for it. And Hollywood was shitting itself. They were like, holy God, right. this is going to be what the biggest this? bomb. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but, it, but the soundtrack is impeccable. Impeccable. Every song in that, and like like for you, I remember seeing that video for Bat Dance when he was half Joker, half Batman, mm-hmm. and all these Vicky Vales dancing oh, around him. I love Vicky Vale, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. you see the movie, and, and I mean, literally, almost every song is in um in the. Did you do you remember that song, Scandalous? Scandalous. I do very mm. very briefly. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll play that a little later. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I that's what I remember. I remember sitting in my dad's. Chevy pickup when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I had the the soundtrack on tape. We put it in, and at the beginning of Bat Dance, he says, "Get the funk up." Right, right, right. My dad thought he was saying, "Get the fuck up." <laughs> no, Daddy, that's what you told me that morning to get out of bed. <laughs> um, so he would he got, and I was trying to and that, back then you just couldn't Google lyrics and be yeah, like, yeah, "No, yeah. look at this." Yeah, and they didn't have the lyrics on the insert, so nope. I had like to convince him that he that wasn't was. cursing. Whatever. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence.
I'm not drinking again. You're not drinking. No, I'm not drinking oh, again. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that you, you, you said that maybe people thought that I was. I'm just high energy. This We're is what, so this happy is, to this be is back. What, you this know, is what sobriety talking. feels like. How long has it been? Uh, six months. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's crazy. I, mean, I remember when you made a decision. Yeah. And that's one thing about you, dude. I mean, when you set your mind to something, you will Absolutely. see it fucking through. If alcohol, whatever, yeah. you stick with it. Yeah. So I really admire that. Yeah, it, it does feel good. You know, and I just, I did it. I did it because I didn't want to end up in a, in a bad place. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I just knew that I was, I had so much that I was spoiling with just booze, you yeah. know, just booze, just hang. And I could get really bad hangovers and I'd like black out when I would go out. And I'm, I'm just glad that I didn't end up in a worse situation, you know, than, than I, than I did. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, it's been nice the past few months have been nice. I've been, you know, repairing relationships, like going all full on, like my name is Earl, like <laughs> just apologizing for shit. I did like 15 years ago, you know, you may not remember that time, but I was drinking a lot. So I just want to let you know I feel real bad. And I do. And I genuinely do. So, but yeah, like I I get up and I do stuff now. You lent me a book. Oh, that's right. Called Blackout, which I am reading right now. And it's amazing. And I definitely maybe want to talk about that. Maybe the next episode. Yeah. Um, No, it it is a, it is a really good book. And I, and I think what I want to do um, around like my six month official, like six month, I want to like talk about that book a little more Mm -hmm. because um, she did, she captured so many moments in that book that I felt like I would because I'm like I'm not an alcoholic but why do I drink why do I black out when I drink and do stupid shit right you know and she's like this is not okay you you should not be blacking out all the time and and doing stupid shit and not mm-hmm. remembering it so she gave me she kind of validated a lot of my my own personal reasons for getting sober yeah. by saying yeah you can put yourself in a really dangerous situation when you do this do you so, know the author and, she, and it's funny and it it's is, not it's hilarious dude. just yeah exactly it's and a I really felt kind of bad reading it and laughing out loud because no like, some of this material shouldn't be funny but the way that she writes it she it is i think she, i feel like she would want you to laugh yeah, because you get laugh with not at what is the author's name sarah hepola hepola okay. so it's h-e-p-o-l-a and I, i'm hoping i pronounced that right and but, the book um, is called blackout blackout okay. blackout remembering the things i drank to forget i have it in my bag i carry it around right. with me um not a blackout but the book yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say earlier, we were talking about um, names. I forgot to mention that my dad originally wanted to name me Elmer. Like Elmer? The, like the glue. Yeah. Apparently, that was my, my grandfather's middle name. Oh. And he, without telling my mother, had his like heart set on naming me Elmer. Elmer. Oh and then you God. think, what if you did have a different name? You know, where where would your life go? Right. Would it go in a different direction? How important are names? My mom was going to name me Alfonso. Now, I like that. It's such an 80s name, though. Can I call you Al? No, you may not. (laughs) 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 No, yeah, that is a really good... That's a a really good 80s name. Um, So, we... um, Let's see. What what were we going to... I already forgot. Your favorite Prince song. (laughs) My favorite Prince song. Um, You Got the Look. That's a good one. That's a great, That's a great song. song and a great video too. And who is that? Is that who's singing with him in that? It's, is is it, it Sheena Easton? I think it's Sheena Easton. Okay, because I remember because my whole thing with Prince was when I first saw Prince, I was like, "This dude has got to be gay." Right. He is this five two sexy man wearing makeup, sexy that hair that the purple. 
And then I saw this video. Mm. Oh, it may have been for this or the Kiss Me um, video. One of the videos, he yes. was all over women. Absolutely. And, and the I women was, loved it. And the women loved it. And right. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, it was such a gender fuck. It's a mind fuck. Especially that age. Because you're gen- like. And he was fucking, exactly. And he was fucking with gender in ways that, like, David Bowie wasn't. Right. Um, and I, I just, it, it, it blew me away. And especially, you know, as a kid in the 80s and you see something like that. It, it was revolutionary. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I think roles are so definitely defined mm-hmm. when you're that age. So to Absolutely. see something like that, it really kind of breaks the mold. Which so. is probably the real reason my, my father had a problem with Prince and not, <laughs> not some song lyric. But, you know. Get anyway, the fuck up. Get the fuck up. So, um, but yeah, so so speaking of uh, sobriety, uh, gay people, gay dudes, gay dudes in particular, apparently are using meth again. Um, meth. meth. Meth is on the rise in the it's gay It's making community. a comeback. It's making a comeback of all fucking things to make a comeback. Um, I was, I just was reading an article about how the, you know, the, the trend had declined mm. um, around 2009, 2010. It's a, it's a party drug. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a street drug for, I think, my personal opinion is it's a street drug for gay men that don't seek psychological help that they need so they're not because a lot of dudes you know either they're in the closet or they come out and it's not what they expected it to be Mm -hmm. and um uh street drugs are easy to get probably easier right even now to get meth than it would to get health insurance right get a psychologist Mm -hmm. or a therapist yeah get a prescription well it's funny that you say that too because i mean i just have the stereotypical picture in my mind that when you said meth is a party drug, I'm thinking like people are doing meth in like basements or in like no. you know sheds or somewhere. So I mean, you can just do it no, openly. No, when freely. I when, it's, when I came out of the closet, when I was going out to bars and stuff, um, well, I mean, alcohol of course was easy. Except mm-hmm. if you if you get a drink in a gay bar, they give you whatever. Never mind. I'm just going to say it's not not a lot of booze. Not a lot of booze. Not too. Little, little bitty shot. Lot of soda water. Lot of juice. Um, <laughs> too much juice. I won't name yeah. names. And it's twelve dollars. Thank you. Um, Sometimes five, but still, that's not even worth it. I could just get a you know a big can of high C from you know the local convenience store. Um, but but uh, ecstasy and meth were the two things that were the easiest to get. I mean, I would just have dudes offer it to me, um, and then I guess uh, I expect. See, you're cute. People would offer you drugs. I'd have to go and seek it out. This is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but but meth is, is coming. But now the thing about meth is it 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 releases an uncanny amount of dopamine into wow. your system, mm-hmm. and it just fucks with your body in ways that your body shouldn't be fucked with. So so dopamine is basically it's your pleasure. Mm-hmm. So when you get like I was explaining to you, like when you get like you put up something cool on Facebook and you're like, oh, I'm gonna get some likes, yeah. and you get some likes, and, you're like, oh. and your body's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it gives you like a little bit of dopamine. So that's maybe like 50, 50 units. But and then like eating and sex and smoking cigarettes and they all from range from like a hundred units to like three hundred units of dopamine. This is just pleasure. Your body's feeling pleasure. Yeah. It keeps you going. Pleasure keeps you going. Math give, releases about over a thousand units of dopamine into your body. I mean, just all at once. So wow. it floods you with all all the good feelings, but then you're but then it's gone. It's like it's like when ecstasy when it gives you all the serotonin that you need. Well, that's all the serotonin you needed for like maybe like a day or two, right? And then you feel great for a while, and then you feel like shit. Oh. Um. So and it, not only that, but there has been research that ties methamphetamine use to um, unprotected unprotected sex because when you're high as fuck and you think you're invincible your inhibitions are gone inhibitions are completely gone you feel 
so superior and so awesome and you're just fucking everything that moves without a condom so dangerous so it, it's just it is it's it's dangerous and um but it's it's on the rise again and i i was one of those things where i was really really hoping that you wouldn't see it first of all it makes you lose your teeth right i'm it's too, not a beauty treatment i'm too vain right to be fucking around with shit like that yeah. i mean i'm just saying you know like what is the one drug that you would never do um, well, I, I'll fully admit when I was much, much younger, mm-hmm. I tried meth and it, it was one of those things. It was like, it was available. I didn't really know much about it. I was super naive yeah. and it did. It made me feel, it made me feel so good that I became uncomfortable feeling so good because I knew, I knew I shouldn't. Right. I shouldn't be feeling like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 like I said, when I was younger, you, you, you try some shit and then, and then you grow up and you're like, all right, well, this is real life. You can't, mm. I can't be a functional drug user. Um, I don't know. I w- would never try. I don't think you said, you asked me what I would never do. Never. I don't think I would ever try heroin. Yeah. That yeah, same here. You know, too many, too many episodes of intervention yeah. have, have shown me what that <laughs> life looks like. Honestly. And that's one of the reasons that I, that I kind of gave up booze. Sarah Heppola says in that book that you're reading in, in Blackout, she was like, how fucked up is it that it makes you feel so good and makes you feel so good and you look, look so like awful. Shit. You look yeah, like I, shit. I just read that recently in the book. Yeah, you know, it's, just, it's when true. You, when you feel your best, but you, you look, look your worst. awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this really great picture of me that I was out one night and I was drinking and, and I'm just, I don't know who took it, but I'm, I'm wasted. I feel awesome, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, I look like a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm completely disheveled. Yeah. My glasses are gone. My hands are in my hair. <laughs> Half my shirt's off. You know, and but I felt great at the time. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like like meth. It's like, yeah, you 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 feel awesome, but you're missing teeth and you like have now like adult acne. Right. So I, I just I really wish that the, the the gay community, gay men, for, for I wish they had the resources available to them that that say, please don't. Don't do this. Just yeah. you know, if if you're in a situation or you feel like that you need to advance your life or you know make your life better, I mean, seek out some sort of help. And where we live, we have a, a great gay and lesbian center. We do. Um, yeah. That, that's a resource that I don't know if a lot of people know about, but it is a great resource. They have a great library. They um they do AA meetings, they do all sorts of stuff. So if you live in a community where that's available to you, but you know the thing is, there's some communities that don't. Yeah. If you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, like where I grew up, or where I grew and, up in yeah. Johnson County, yeah, and and you have be- easier access to meth than you do to you know like Prozac. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go with meth. Yeah. So you're, you're gonna go with meth. You're gonna go with meth. What's the drug? Right what's there. the so the drug that you would never you would draw the line? Oh, I'm the same way. Heroin. Yeah. I mean, heroin scares the shit out of me, man. I yeah. mean, it's like. Like I was telling you earlier, I'm like, you just don't hear people saying, oh, I'm going to try heroin and just kind of put it down. No, you're there for life. You're living under a fucking bridge and you're, you know, sucking dick for five bucks for heroin. So that really just, I'm not about that life at all. So yeah. um, that that really frightens well, me. Well, the, the heroin. Well, the well, just. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're an upstanding individual, George. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit classier.
Um, what do you what do you have What do you have in this bag? I have a bag of goodies. So you, have a, you have a Dollar Tree bag full Dollar of Tree candy bag of, of candies, which are not wrapped. Um, actually, when we were striking the set, are, are we expecting trick or treaters? <laughs> Is that what's happening? I hope happening? not. Oh, um, no, we were striking the set yesterday from the play. We had all these like striking the set. Explain that. I don't. I don't speak theater. I'm sorry. Striking the set means taking all the stuff down. You know, taking the furniture down, taking the lights down, taking the floor up. I mean, just helping the cat, the crew, with taking the stuff down. That's from very the play. nice of you guys. It is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was no food involved, so you know we did not get fed. But it's okay. <laughs> but they gave us. A Dollar Tree bag full of candy. No, no, no. They gave me these after-dinner mints that were on the set for probably the duration of the play. They're still good. I took them home, uh, put them in a Dollar Tree bag, and I'm eating them now. (laughs) I offered you one, and you you don't want to have one? No. I thought, well, what I thought they were, I thought they were like... They're so good. I thought... Yeah. I can hear you eating them on the air. Um, I thought that they were the uh, the candy hearts with the sayings. Oh, on them. I wish. But yeah. that's Valentine's Day, though. So oh wait, really oh wait. Old. What does this one say? You'll do. <laughs> um. Lowered expectations. <laughs> the mint version. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'm um. <clears throat> I'm pretty ratchet. I have like a bag full of unsolicited, um, unwrapped mints. So. Now, okay. Explain something to me quickly. Ratchet. Mm-hmm. That's an insult. Is that an insult or is that? It can be taken both ways. It can be taken as an insult or it can be taken as an affirmative thing. Okay. So give me give me an example of an insult. Um, oh, that girl. She's just so ratchet. She's just, you know, so ignorant and so ratchet. Mm. Or you can say, yes, that's ratchet. I have a bag full of mints that I don't even know where they came from. Oh. So it can be, you know, taken both ways, though. Got it. It's like taking a word back. Like, you should take back the word trauma. Oh, here we go again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, we already did. We already did this bit. We did. I don't own the word trauma. You I don't, don't have a copyright. No, and right. I yeah. No, this isn't like. I wonder if she'll copyright lemonade. Um, she probably has. No, Taylor Swift would definitely do that though. She would copyright. You lemonade. can't copyright words that well, people tell, use every day. Tell Taylor Swift that. Yeah, I'll I'll write her a letter. <laughs> people still write letters. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do write letters. Yeah, I know you do. I like that about you. I yeah. like because that you know you put thought into it. You sit down with something. You put handwriting. Yes, yeah, handwriting exactly. It has soul. So yeah. Um, we want to talk about HB2. So we live in North Carolina. Woohoo! Quite a popular state these days, but for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. Um, and a couple of years ago, we were faced, I think, just like with a, a, a number of states, an amendment, Amendment 1, which basically North Carolina government, government, state government, was going to allow the people to vote. A referendum! A people! Referendum! They were going to say, no, marriage is between a man and a woman. Not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman, or anything else. Um, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And, oh, God. Oh, my that, that God. Throw something in, dude. Wow. You know what? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you. Say it. I was going to say, that just reminded me of something that uh, a relative of mine said when I first got my ear pierced, um, or was going to. Um, I love this. Yeah, okay. this is, and I actually got it pierced at the Claire's. At, at the same at the, place the, I got my ears pierced. At the same place pierced. you got your yeah. ears pierced when we were... We were young gays. Y- young, young, young. Yeah, yeah. Yestergays. Yestergays. Um, Which is what you wanted to call the show, and I, I said I refuse to do it. I wanted to call it Yestergays. <laughs> now, in hindsight, probably not. Sweet talk, that's better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, it, like, straight men got their ear pierced on the left. Right, and, uh, and gay guys. Gay guys got their on the ear right. pierced on the right. Yeah. And that was like a hanky code mm-hmm. in the 90s. A how, hanky code. Yeah, yeah how you got true. your ear pierced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a relative said to me, yeah, she was like, left is right. No, left is right, and right is wrong. Right. Implying that... Right. 
being gay is wrong. Yeah, you're a big old homo if you get that right ear <laughs> pierced. Um, my mom said, get, get, get the fuck whatever you want pierced. I don't care. Tell your aunt to shut her mouth. Hey, Bonnie. Um, uh, okay, so we live in North Carolina. So Amendment 1 came and went because of the passage of the... the um, basically, we can get married now. Yes. We can, get, we can all get married. And it was a big deal um, when it happened. And I, and I, was, I celebrated it. Um, I'm glad that in all 50 of these states that, that gays and lesbians can... Men and women can marry you know, who they choose, who they want. Yes. But the, the thing is... What people were overlooking was is that gay men and women, married, single, whatever status, had not fully attained their what I call their civil rights. Absolutely. In that, and I say civil rights because it goes back to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, in that we can still be fired from jobs for being queer. We can still be denied housing or be kicked out of our houses and homes and apartments that we that we rent, not own, but that we rent for being queer. Mm-hmm. That that you can be denied service. You know, you can be, and I'm not talking like um, a bakery denying you a, a cake, like a gay wedding cake. I'm talking about somebody can say to you, "I'm not serving you because I because the presumption, the assumption is that you're that, gay, that you're gay, queer. Yeah. that you're queer." Mm-hmm. So. Um, this is a problem, and 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 as much as I was really, I was so happy, you know, that the Supreme Court ruled, and that you know, that the gay gay marriage, woohoo, flags, pride flags, yay. Um, part of me kind of winced and said, "All right, this is great now, but th- there's another battle that needs to be fought." Right, and it was a battle that had been been overlooked. So now it's 2016. And um, Charlotte, the the large, the biggest city in North Carolina, passed an ordinance that that basically said that trans people, transgender people, can use whatever bathroom that they prefer mm-hmm. that 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 correlates with the the gender of their choosing. Choosing, okay. Which I I thought would have just been all right. You know, it would just come and gone. I thought that would have made a little bit of news, and it would have been maybe a tiny step in the right direction. Um, up until now. Like I said, there had been no federal act, no law, no federal law that covered all 50 states saying that gays and lesbians could not be discriminated against um, in in housing and in jobs and in a situation like this. Now, there had been introduced um, amendments and and acts before, but always with that, that T was a problem. Mm. That that trans, trans was a problem. problem. Yeah, they don't don't relate to it. They don't understand it. I think a lot of people in the gay and lesbian community were kind of a little hesitant because it was all and well to have a, a federal act that protected gays, lesbians, and bisexuals. Mm-hmm. But when you put that T on, right. the number of senators and congressmen supporting that dropped significantly. significantly. Right. And so, so there's there's a level of discrimination within our own community oh, absolutely. that's not even being addressed. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so Governor McCrory, um, who was from Charlotte? Not well. He's not from Charlotte. He's not from North Carolina. But we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> carpetbagger. Um, he carpetbagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smoking my pipe and looking at you through my monocle. <laughs> um, he with the North Carolina um, the um, the the NCGA, the North Carolina General Assembly, 
basically what's happened is, and I'm sure everyone knows about this, is they passed a, a law, uh, a, you know, in, in the cover of night, um, $42,000 a day to start a session to basically overturn the Charlotte Ordinance and then implement a law that says that you have to, if you uh, a person has to use the, a bathroom within schools and uh, government that is um, that correlates with their biological gender, mm-hmm. Not the gender of their choosing, which is what the fuck, what the fuck. I don't even need to go into you don't, why. What the fuck does it matter? It's so. It's it's just it's 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 2016. It really is, I mean, and and I've ex- I'm almost exhausted talking about it yeah. because it's like everyone has been talking about it. And everyone knows it's bullshit, except right. if you're an ignorant redneck. And lives. once again, we're like the laughing stock of you know exactly, which is it's like oh those backwards hicks in North Carolina, which not everyone thinks that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. So it's really you know a bad. You know, it looks bad for our state. No, and I mean and look, no, there are some backward hicks in this state. Well, there are, and yeah. I'm not going to defend. It's 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 the backward hicks. That that, but it's the backward hicks that are voting, yeah. and that because Democrats don't vote in midterm elections. Don't get me started. Whatever. Right. This could have all been prevented. I'm just saying that it, it's happening now, and it's bullshit. And then, um, so, it, but not only that, not only did it address this issue, the Charlotte Ordinance, but now there are no protections. No, none. None. Like cities, cities can't even establish protections for gay and lesbians to, with housing, jobs. I mean. Any any gay person, single gay person, could be fired from a job just for being gay. Just for being gay. And the the thing is, is that person could could sue, but would have no standing in court. Well, there's been some developments. I know um, the Virginia Court of Appeals just recently ruled in favor of a transgender student who, um, you know, said, "Look, I would need for my own safety and protection to use the bathroom that correlates with my right. my gender, which preference. is huge." And they voted in favor of that student. Yeah. Um, Particularly that relates to Title IX, federal funding. Um, so now I know a number of organizations have sued um, State of North Carolina on behalf of one particular um, uh, student. I believe he might be from Greenville or Greensboro, but but, but saying the same thing. So now that th- this has been happening in Virginia, this law is not going to stay. It's going to be overturned at some point. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Because they don't realize that it's a trickle-down effect. You yeah. do this and you're denying people... Their basic rights. Well, but the thing that the re- the research has shown, research has shown that just by having laws that protect people, mm-hmm. people are less likely to discriminate initially. Right. So it's like by having a law that says um, don't kill someone, people aren't going to not kill someone because of fear of punishment. They're going to kill someone because they're just being told not to. Absolutely. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes, how, that, exactly. how that works yeah. proactively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just by having a law in the books that says. It's bad to kick someone out of their home for being gay. A, a person's not going to do that in fear of being in, in, in punishment, but just the, the fact that that law exists, it becomes the norm. It becomes the norm. Right. And I don't understand why. I mean, we're just we're just fucking people. Whatever. We can, I'll get married, but you can lo- you and your husband, husband can both can lose, lose your home. job and, and your home. Yeah. Or, I mean, in, in where you live. Yeah. So. So that that all of, we're right. I mean, we're right in the middle of it. And I love I love seeing people get. Angry mm-hmm. and fired up when shit like that happens, but I'm also like, where were you <laughs> in right. 2010 in the midterm elections? Were you voting? Did you vote? Or were you knowledgeable? Did you? you, know what did, I, mean? I mean, are you because you know what affects you directly? Me and you directly, um, state and local government. Absolutely, that affects our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. How you and I, in the course of our lifetime, will live out our life. Where we live will depend on the people that represent us, state, state and locally. So. My uh, the the mayor, the city council, you know the 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 governor, 
and all this focus is on the, the presidency. And I'm like, dude, that has not shit to do with it what's going to happen tomorrow and no. next week with you. So, it's about, so, yeah. Yeah. So then, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, like, if things progress the, progress the way they are, would you ever consider leaving North Carolina? I mean, it, oh, God. One of, one of my, like, pet peeves is to hear, uh, I just got into a fight with a friend of mine over this, is when someone says, well, if this person, if Donald Trump... Donald, if he's fucking president, I'm going to move to Canada. Good. <laughs> good. Go. Please. Leave. Then then the rest of us will stay here and fight the good fight. Right. Donald Trump, who coincidentally just came out against HB2. Right. He's, yeah. And which I love because it just fucks with progressives so hard. It really does. It just, because you really gets, don't know. It's like, well, where does he stand? You it, know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, because he's not, he's not, he's not a, um, a typical character mm-hmm. Republican. You know, he actually is fairly progressive on a lot of social issues. Now, the way that he said it, he basically said that Caitlyn Jenner can use any bathroom in, in, yeah. in the Trump Tower yeah. that she wants, whatever. But uh, but he knows better, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he doesn't he doesn't fall in line with with most Republicans. Um, so I'm glad that a lot of people are upset about this. I, I know that it will be overturned. I have a feeling that uh, Governor McCrory is going to be a one time governor, and that Roy Cooper, who uh, was our uh, who was our Attorney General, will win. He's a very yes. nice man. I've met him a couple of times. Um, but then there's been a lot of a lot of artists have canceled. I was going to bring that up. A lot of artists have canceled shows here in North Carolina due to the. Um... It started with um. It started with Bruce Springsteen. Yes. I think was the big name, right? So Bruce Springsteen was going to have a show in Greensboro, canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, him, he's not losing a lot of money. No. But the city did, and the mm-hmm. state did, you know, um, and it, it's kind of going back and forth. Then Joel McHale gave all the proceeds from his um, performance in Durham to a local gay and lesbian. So center. there you go. So there's ways to combat that. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. It's if Bruce Springsteen had done that, imagine if he took all that money he would have made from that concert. And given it to the LGBT, local LGBT center. Given it, exactly. Or given right. it to the, like, the Equality Fund. Mm-hmm. Or, or given it um, to, to support the, the, the groups that are suing. Right. You know, like, yeah. I'm just, I just, I'm, the statements can be made, but there can be positive ways. And, Absolutely. And I appreciate the statement. stand they're taking, but yeah. there's also ways to do that without punishing the people who don't think exactly like the bigots or the, you know, exactly. people like that. I mean, right now, the thing that we need uh, most of all is some, someone or a rallying point. You know, we mm-hmm. need to go to concerts and feel empowered. Absolutely. We need to, we need people to get up on stage and say, you know, I support you. Not, I'm not going to even come to your fucking state. state right. Father John Misty, who I love, just said that he, he, all of his proceeds are going to go to local organizations. Awesome. You know, I mean, so, but the people, it's funny, the people that I expected to do that aren't doing it. Ani DeFranco canceled for the Eno Festival. Which, Did she really? Yeah. Ani DeFranco, who has a song called Willing to Fight, who who was one of my idols when I was, like, growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought my first Ani DeFranco record at School Kids Records on Hillsborough Street when I was at NC State. <laughs> um... So yeah, she she just canceled and said she's not she's just not gonna not gonna deal with now, it. Now, what kind of hellfire do you think is gonna happen if Beyonce cancels? Beyonce's not going to cancel. She's not gonna cancel, please, because I have tickets. She's not gonna cancel. <laughs> just for, just because you have tickets. Well, I mean, no, I mean for the cause too. But yes, I have tickets. Please don't cancel Beyonce. No, yeah. I don't, she's not gonna cancel. No, I, no. but at the same time, I don't think that she's going to make any kind of statement. I think that you know what I think. I think she'll remain perfectly neutral, and that's mm. the one. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. You want to make a bet? No, because I think you'll probably win. Um, <laughs> I just I think that she'll remain professionally neutral. Right, right, right. Because I think that her like 
she, I think not that she sees herself like that, but I think that she can come out in media mm-hmm. and videos and do that shit. But when it comes down to it, I don't think that she will. I don't right. think that she's, she's going to get on stage. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And there may be a situation with like, let's say like Ani DeFranco. I can see with Ani DeFranco, maybe her entourage, maybe her, the people that tour with her are afraid of being harassed or, ha- but, but that's not happening so far. I, we haven't seen any instance, not that I know of, of, anyone being harassed about this in fact there's 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 research that's been done that in states that ordinances like the charlotte one having passed there's no such thing as a bathroom myth right there's predators are not using this as an excuse and i hate to feel up your little fucking pollyanna children absolutely i mean i'm not being an asshole again equating you know uh, homosexuality or transgender people fu- with pedophilia. Pedophilia. It's always been a fucked up myth, and I wish. And they're trying to perpetuate that with this whole bathroom thing. I, I, absolutely. And it started. It I, the first time I saw it was in Houston when the shit was going down in Houston, mm-hmm. and I, it, there was an ordinance that could have easily it, it did pass, and then it was overturned because they were set, they had these 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 commercials that were showing like grown men going into women's rooms. And like attacking children, essentially. Right. That's not what's happen. happening here. That's happen. not what's happening no. here. And, you know, people want to take a shit. They want to piss where they are comfortable and safe. And and this ordinance was meant to protect not the Caitlyn Jenners. Right. Not the Thank Laverne you. Coxes. Not the Janet Mocks. Not the Janet Mocks. love. Not, not women that can pass. Right. Not men that can pass. These are for individuals that are maybe in the middle of their transition. W- individuals that maybe have no, no, no inclination, no desire to actually change their biological sex, mm-hmm. but just want to change their gender. They want to use the bathroom. They want to use and, the bathroom. And they don't want to be harassed by the men and women in the opposite restroom in which they're not supposed to be Absolutely. <sighs> you know, man, in, in the famous words of Judith Light, people are people. That's all I got to say. What's the matter with your life? Why you gotta mess with mine? Don't keep sweating what I do, cause I'm gonna be just fine. Check it out. If I wanna take a guy home with me tonight, it's none of your business. And if she wanna be a freak and sell it on a weekend, it's none of your business. Now you shouldn't even get into who I'm giving skins to. It's none of your Exhausted and hungry. You hungry? I'm hungry. I, I'm hungry and exhausted. 
I hope that my stomach has not been growling audibly on the. Uh, the no, just keep eating those little those little mints, those little Dollar Tree mints you got. Yeah, and yeah I'm sure you'll be good. My ratchet mints. Um, um, okay, so you mentioned something to me that I want you to talk about that I think is just super positive and awesome and amazing. And um, really caps off, I think, a lot of what we've been talking about. Very uplifting, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, recently I read an article that uh, Rihanna, a.k.a. Bad Girl Riri, (laughs) has been privately helping a fan of hers uh, slowly come out of the closet. And she's been very supportive in his, um, you know, coming out and just giving him moral support. And, uh, and this has all been happening over uh, Twitter, over Twitter, and yes. ver- various like social media. Right. I think Twitter, Twitter yeah. and Instagram. Okay. And, um, he's a you know I think he's a huge he uh, he is a huge fan of Rihanna's, and he I guess he felt compelled to communicate with her about his journey in coming out. That's and incredible. She's just been really supportive and actually kind of keeping um, updated on his progress and yeah. how he's doing. And yeah, you know yeah. it's just a great way to you know see. An artist or a celebrity reach out to her fans and something that's very important in their lives, especially you know? in a day and age in which I'm sure that she's just inundated with like absolutely attention mm-hmm. and tweets and comments and so for something like this to actually get through and to reach her and, and to then for reach her, her right. to reach out personally and respond that's yeah. wow okay yeah so so it's um it's a young gay black man young gay black man okay. who um you know was struggling with his sexuality and finally made the decision to actually come out and. He just kind of was seeking support from people, and he actually, like I said, wrote Rihanna on Twitter or mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. and she responded, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess he felt some trepidation about doing it, and she replied back to him saying, Baby, it's okay to be scared, but it's more important to be who you are. You don't have a choice, really. That's not a decision to be made. You are who you are, and as hard as it may seem, the best shit ever is freedom and peace within yourself. Your family may not understand, but luckily you live in a generation that does. Mm. And not to mention the community here amongst us will hold you down, boo. Hashtag Navy ride. I guess the her fans are called the Navy. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's mm-hmm. cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, that's, in, that's absolutely It's incredible, incredible man. You know, well, could you imagine, like, you know, maybe, I guess for us... You know, maybe writing, I don't know, Madonna and, you know, kind of coming out to her and then having her. Well, I was going to say for you, more like Ginger Rogers. (laughs) um, Ginger Rogers, yes. um, But yeah, and then, yeah, and then to to have them like invest in that that time and to just even give you any kind of support. Because she didn't even, she didn't have, first of all, she didn't have to say anything. No. And the fact that she said what she said, which is keeping it at 100, keeping it fucking real. Yes. And, And we have talked before on the air about coming out not only as gay but coming out as gay and a black in the, in the black community mm-hmm. that's kind of like that's compounded that's it a is. little extra hard right you know so so it that's 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 absolutely it's amazing incredible. it really is and the fact that she's actually keeping up with his progress is even more amazing you know what i mean so if you did have one and you cannot say madonna i won't say madonna if you did have one celebrity that you would would like t- personally come out to or like maybe like say I would like for that person to help me on my journey do you have one in mind I, the first one that came to mind is probably Grace Jones wow because I think that would I think that she would be totally up for it you know wow. what I mean and you know she would definitely be someone to look forward to because I, I do consider Grace Jones as you know a queer icon you yeah. know what I mean so I think that she would definitely you know give you positive advice to yeah but then I feel like did we just end up like in a sex dungeon in Berlin <laughs> 
and it just like it just wouldn't be like I, I would be afraid, right? You know, I don't want to see her like in a strap on, like no. you know, like wh- well, that's that's her, you know, that's her fetish though. I know you, so you, know, yeah, oh, you no, know, you're no, hip to the T. No. I've seen some fan art. Um, how about I, you? I would, I've, I think that I would like to, <laughs> I would like to come out to like Dolly Parton. Oh, you know, she would be awesome because to come out she would. To. First of all, she'd just be like, "Honey, that's okay," you know. <laughs> and she'd probably just like take her little hand and just like put it on my 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 knee and just be like, "It's oh. it's fine. Don't worry about that." Psst. It would, would I think an she awesome would be a really good, good person to come and out. And then she sing to you. Why'd you come in here looking like that? It's a process which I'm afraid might at some point go away. I think that having to come out made me a stronger person. Yes, mm-hmm. I. I know that coming out implies that you have to ha- have that secret and, and that can literally tear, tear people apart. Mm-hmm. But I think that coming out as queer, as gay, as lesbian, as trans, it's a really, it's just a significant point yeah. in your life that you can always reference. So, and you do, you come out to various people, you come out to friends, Absolutely. you come out to family. Um, so did you, do you have an important yeah. moment when I mean, you came I'll, out to someone? I'll share, you know, a little bit about, you know, my own experience. Well, first of all, I came out, I had to come out to myself first. Oh, yeah. To kind of really, you know, not come to grips with it, but just accept the fact that, yes, I am a gay man. I am proud of who I am. And then once I realized that, it was easier for me to come out to people that I trusted. Yeah. Like close friends or, you know, not family yet, but just close friends. And the first person I came out to was a friend of mine named Anne. And um, we were in school together and she totally accepted me and whatnot. But the only time that, and I guess by the time I graduated high school, I was definitely a lot more comfortable with who I was, and I was able to, you know, I wanted to live the life that I felt like I should, you know, and I started befriending um, other gay people who I saw who were, you know, in school, had jobs, had homes, you know, who were, you know, on a a good track, so it wasn't just like, you know, being gay wasn't this like Dungeons and Dragons type thing where I was like, you know, you had to be in like cellars or had to meet people in you know, these, you know, dingy places or whatnot. So it gave me like sex a sex dungeons in Berlin. Absolutely. Hi, Grace. But um, it gave you it gave me like a positive affirmation that, you know, I can I'm going to be OK just being a gay man. So I remember I was in community college at the time and I was still living at home and I was I had a crush on this guy and the guy, you know, we we had a crush on each other. We It was very innocent, but we were this is before smartphones. Ha <laughs> ha. We would actually write notes to each other. Oh, wow. And, you know, he would write me a note and I would write him one back. But I was in the closet at the time, so I would always immediately read the note, you know, read it back over again and tear it up and throw it away. Wow. So one day I was, I guess I was careless and I kept the note in my back pocket. And I guess sometimes my mom would do my laundry. So she would always go through my pockets and I would always leave money or change in there. And she found one of the fucking notes. And... Dude, the note was so innocent, but it was certainly, you could tell it wasn't um, directed toward a friend. It was yeah. something, someone more than a friend. Absolutely. And it really kind of raised her eyebrows a bit. And so I came home that day. She was there sitting down in her uh, Shea Lounge. I, I still can remember it. She had a Shea Lounge. She was sitting down on there. And she said, come in. I want to talk to you. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. Oh, Think about what did I do? Shit. What did yeah. I do? Yeah. And she pulls out this piece of paper. And how, how old were you at the time? I was about, I guess I was about 18. Okay. Yeah, 18 at the time. And she was like, come, come in, I want to talk to you. And she pulls out this paper, and I immediately recognized what it is. I was like, shit, I didn't tear that note up. 
And she was like, you know, can you explain this? What does this mean? And at that point, I was so relieved that she found it. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, here it is. Yeah. And she found it. And I was like, well, mom, that's someone that I've been, you know, talking to or corresponding with, you know, at school. And I'm glad that you found it because I'm gay. And I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time because we've been so close. And I feel like um, there's been a separation with us because I've been keeping the secret. And this is what it is. And I'm gay. And she was like, you know, well, I've I've known that for a while. And, um, you know, it's not like, you know, I came out of the closet. I mean, the door was pretty much open. But she was like, you know, I've known this for a while. And um, I still love you. My mom's a very, you know, religious woman. She was like, uh, you know what the Bible says, but I love you. You're my son. And, you know, I support you. So that was what she did. And so, and things were a little weird after that. But yeah. we eventually grew to understand each other as far as that's concerned. And after that, it was just like, it was like a weight had been lifted off my oh. shoulders. It really was. It's, it's the first time I've ever talked about this. This is really, wow. really cool. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. That's, <laughs> that's an incredible story. Yeah. That's, I think that you just described... That relief. Yes. In like perfect terms. I don't that, want to live just, like that anymore, no. dude. And, and not having to like hide. And coming out to your mom is a big deal. You know? It's a huge it's deal. A huge I mean, that was deal. bigger than coming out to my father. My father was a lot more accepting. But my mom, it was it was a little bit different. You yeah. know? But luckily, she accepted me and, you know, still loved me. So and you have a great relationship with her now? I do. Much better now. Yeah. Because that's out of the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, what about you? I want to hear yours. Um... <laughs> Well, I mean, not mine's not as I would say doesn't have as much pathos, not as much sentimentality. But right. I, <laughs> I um, took my mom's credit card and subscribed to Out Magazine, and she got the bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I came home from school, beep bop a doop bop, uh-huh. and she was sitting on the side of her bed. She um, called me into her bedroom. She lit a cigarette, I and love she it. said, "Yeah," and she said, "So what's up with this?" And she was like, we don't get out magazine. I was like, now we do. (laughs) And then we had a very frank conversation. And I said that um, basically the reason that I had been depressed, the reason I just had lived in fear for so many years and been so angry at them was because I was gay. I was queer. I said gay. And I didn't know how to tell them that. And I didn't know what my life was going to be like. Mm. And... She just, she was shocked because she was, it, it kind of like, it all made sense. She was, you saw, I just saw it in her face like, oh, and she was putting the pieces together. In her head. And yeah. she was like, all of that, because I had been a pretty a rebellious, crazy teenager. She was like, all of that just because you were afraid to come out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's fine that, that's fine. And then she started crying <laughs> because she just, she didn't, she was like, I just don't want you to. You know, get like eight. Yeah. And I mean, that, she, that's the way she said it. And she was just, that's what she was afraid of. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we hugged and, and then, you know, and like our, our relationship was, it was a little weird. Yeah. But then she was fine with it. And, and up until, I mean, up until the point that she, she died, I remember one of the last phone calls I got from her, she called me and she said, she said, Hey, and I said, Hey, she had a stroke she, uh, previously. And she said, Hey, she was like, do you watch, do you still watch TV? Right. I said, yeah, I watch TV. And she was like, you know that Adam Levine? <laughs> and I said, and this was at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And I said, yeah. And she, she, I, for, I said, from Maroon 5? And she goes, yeah. He's doing Kmart commercials now. And I said, oh. And she goes, mm-mm, right? And then just hung up. 
Oh, that's awesome! So she she just it was like a, it just became a thing. It yeah. just became a thing, and then it just becomes nothing. It just is who you are. Now, my dad, I told my dad, I love my dad. I love my daddy, and he, <laughs> and he just goes, "Well, boy, maybe one day they'll find a cure for it." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Daddy, you can't cure love. You, you can't, can't. There ain't oh, no cure for love. Ain't no cure this? for love. You can't cure love.